0: Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Tuesday morning, our first show of 2024 and hope that the new year is already treating you well. I was saying to everybody as I was uh, giving them New Year's well wishes, I would say to them, you know, happy new year. Hope it's the best one ever, but I don't want to put pressure on 2024 either. Just be better than 2023. There were a lot of good things that happened in 2023. There were a lot of bad things that happened too, as is with every year. I think that we tend to try to have a, re- well, I think we tend to have a recency bias in a lot of that where we say, "Ah, oh, yeah, 2023, that was the worst year we've ever had. Did you forget 2020? That really kind of sucked. So I think that there's uh, there's always that recency bias of feeling like you just went through the worst year you've ever had. Or in some cases, maybe you feel like you had the best year that you ever had. But in the end, they're all kind of the same. They all have their ups, they all have their downs. But when do you stop saying happy new year to somebody? This was uh this was a theme of one of my favorite episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. If I remember right, it was like January eighth. And Aroma Joe, I'm sorry, Mocha Joe. I keep confusing the fictional character with the with the real. Coffee place, Aroma Joe's is very good. Uh, Mocha Joe was the jerk that opened up the coffee shop that Larry was trying to shut down. But I think it was like January eighth, and he said Happy New Year, and Larry went off on him, and he was like, it, "It's it, you, you don't, you can't say Happy New Year when you're eight days into the new year." So, what is the cutoff for you? I usually use my birthday as the cutoff, or you know, the first time that I see somebody, maybe in January. But I'm not gonna say Happy New Year to people that I see every day anyway. I maybe I'm just Happy New Year, Ariel there. I said it. Like now we've gotten it done. But I just that it's just not a it's not a thing for me outside of the day itself. But maybe you feel differently. So I might say happy new year to you today. I'm probably not gonna say it to you tomorrow. So just keep that in mind. Don't don't think that I'm being rude if I say it to some people today and then not say it to other people tomorrow. It just, it goes out of my head. The year just moves so quickly. You don't have time to really worry about all that. And it'll be June maybe before I remember to write 24 instead of 23 for the year on everything. And by the time I feel like I've just gotten the hang of it, it'll be time to change to 25. So New Year's is always rough on me. How was yours though? Did you have a good one? I had a very good New Year's Eve day. I, um, I woke up probably a little earlier than I wanted to, but I was like a kid at Christmas. I was too excited. I got up and, because I, I was up really, really late Friday night. I was up till three o'clock in the morning writing news stories. Went to bed, woke up. I had to wake up semi-early on Saturday Woke up. I went out and had dinner with a friend on Saturday night. Went to bed late. Got up early on Sunday. Went to Edithville. Almost missed my train. So it was the double-headed steam special. They had both steam trains pulling the same train. And this is a big deal. I mean, there were there were train aficionados who came from all over the country to take part in this event. And I ended up sitting next to a guy or across from a guy on the train who apparently I learned his whole life story from him talking to the guy across from him because he just wouldn't stop talking. Like even when the, the, the announcements would come over the train PA, like he just kept going. I'm like, man, there's other people in the car here that are trying to hear what's being said and you just don't stop. And come to find out he was an airline pilot, a commercial airline pilot. Like this guy just must get on the, the PA system of the plane and not stop. Imagine the person up front with this guy. Whoever his first officer is on the, on, on the flight. They probably wear their parachute so that they can just jump out when he gets to be too much. He just wouldn't stop. And it was all about, he travels around the country. Obviously, he's a pilot, so he's, you know, got an in there. But he goes all around the country going to different railroad spots and photographing the engines and, okay, great. But I didn't need to hear about every train you photographed and what lens you use and all that. Like, shut up. You want to talk to this guy about it, you guys can talk about it afterward. And this guy was, like, dictating When the train would, because they would let us off a few times so that people could take photos. And they would let you off and have you stand in an area. And then the train would back up. And the train would come around the corner so that you could take photos and video of it. Great idea. Awesome idea. I loved it. I loved all the opportunities that I got to take these shots. And I, I was very impressed by the way that they had it all planned out. But this guy was like. Well, tell them to hold. The sun's not coming out of the cloud. We need the sun to come out from behind the clouds so that we can get the sun for the shot. And And everybody else who there's like four professional photographers there, or at least four people that were obnoxiously professional photographers. And everybody else is standing there like, okay, can we get back on the train now? We're kind of cold. It's 35 degrees. We'd like to get back on the train. And he's like, no, no, tell them to hold. Tell them to hold. We're about 10 minutes out from the sun peeking behind the clouds. And I wanted to be like, hey, how about you bring the train back? Let everybody else get on. This guy can stand outside and wait for the sun while we're all sitting there in the heated train cars. But anyway, Edaville was fantastic about it. This guy was obnoxious. But we got some really great shots, some really great video. I mean, I'm not a professional photographer by any means. I'm just using my cell phone. But even I was like, Oh. And I can't take a photo to save my life. But even I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool shot. So I'm probably going to share some of those with you um, in a story on WBSM.com and on the app. I'll try to get done today or tomorrow. But it was, um, it was a very, very special experience. I'm glad I got to experience it. And then when the train pulled back in to the station, by that point, the park was open. It was, it was about two hours that we were on this train. It took us out, because when you get to Atwood Junction, the train can go to the left and go around the regular route that it uses for the rides around the park now, or it can go out to the right, which was the old original route, and they've restored, Brian and Hannah have led the restoration of a good portion of that original track, but they haven't gotten to all of it yet, so we can only go as far as they've really restored it to, and then they backed the train up to Atwood Junction and continued back on the other way. But well, we stopped twice on the old line, and we stopped two or three times, three times, on the line that it uses now for these photo and video opportunities. And you didn't have to get off; you could stay on the train if you wanted to. And then at the end, the train stopped after the crossing gate to get into the park, and uh, you could stand at the at the uh, cr- cross signal. And take photos of it as it came around toward you that way. And then watch it go around the season's greetings from Edaville sign. And then what I did is I just, at that point, I stayed off the train and walked over to the station. So I could get it coming back into the station. But it was a very special and unique experience. I hope they do it again. And then when they got into the station, they took the other, they took number three off and left number 11 on. And number 11 just pulled the trains for the rest of the day. So only the people that went to the special thing got to ride the double-headed steam train. Very cool. I was, um, I thought I was a nerd about that kind of stuff. Like, I just enjoy it. I don't know everything about it. I'm not a, a train expert. I know a lot about Edithville history, but I don't know a lot about the train part of it. I just love trains. But I'm not like a a, a train Nut. If I go somewhere and they have a train, maybe I'll try to ride it, but I don't go to places just because they have a train, if that makes sense. There was a kid, though, must have been like nine or ten, that I was sitting with for a little while in the open air car, and this kid was a train genius. He knew everything. He knew all about the different whistles, and he was using all this lingo, and I was like, man, you know everything. And he goes, well, you know, I'd like to work here someday when I'm, when I'm more grown up. And I was like, you should go talk to them about working here now. <laughs> like, they need your expertise. So uh, it was just very, uh, it was very fun being around people that were excited about it. Except that one guy, screw him. He, he Just, it, you're, you're in a, like, you, social cues, man. When people are like clearing their throats and looking at you and like that's a sign to stop talking. And I know you probably think that I can talk a lot and that I do talk a lot and I kind of do when I know you. But in a situation like that, I'm not looking to just yammer on and ramble on. I'm just quietly hanging out over in the corner, taking some photos. At one point I was texting a friend about this and I was like, I I can't, of all the places I sat because we were kind of joking beforehand. I was going to get seated next to like the trained super nerds that just weren't going to stop talking and sure enough. And I sat there because when I sat down, I saw a couple of guys with professional cameras and I was like, oh, I bet you there may be media and we are all kind of media. So they're going to be quiet. Nope. Anyway, it was a, uh, it was a great experience though. And if they do it again, I highly recommend that if you enjoy trains that you go out and do it. I actually got a couple of really unique souvenirs. So I, I wanted to pick one up, but I was, I didn't want to like steal something from Edaville. Um, But then one of the people that worked there was like, here, would you like a spike? I was like, yes. So now I have a railroad spike from Eataville and One of the conductors gave me a light that had fallen off, but there was no lights around it. It it didn't fall off somewhere that it was just like in the middle of an area where there were no lights. So he was like, here, I don't know where this came from. And so he gave it to me. I was like, well, I'll go try to find where it goes, but there was nothing around. So, yeah. Anyway, 508-996-0500. We were talking before about the LED drone show. I'd be interested in getting your thoughts on that. What did you think about the City Celebrates festivities? What did you think about that drone show? The caller earlier said that it was very cool, but too short. I actually got a message a little while ago uh, from Brock. He said that he saw it through social media and he loved the idea and it was cute, but it seemed underwhelming when compared to similar displays that he has seen. Although he said those were Disney or major cities, but there were relatively few drones that were used. He says, My expectations were probably too high. I, you know, that's another uh, criticism that I saw from someone online where they said, I thought there were going to be more drones. That, like, they should have had twice as many so that as one design is finishing up, the other design is ready to go instead of waiting for those same drones to change. So I don't know if people are just impatient or what. All I know is, you know, what I saw was very impressive, was very cool. And from my understanding, they're all computer programmed so that it's, it's a lot easier to have them all kind of be in the perfect alignment of where they're supposed to be rather than relying on human controllers. But that also, that, that, that computer program means that there has to be a little bit of time for it to kind of transition from one to the other. But they also are, you know, customizable. So now when they go to another city, it's going to say the name of that city and maybe have some images that are direct for that city. And maybe, I don't know, maybe the city starts a contest. Come up with a drone design that we can send to the company for the 4th of July fireworks, say. That would be something, you know, uniquely New Bedford. A a, a poster contest that the LEDs, LED drones can make come to life. I mean, it's a lot that can be done with it. 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500. You can also send in app chat messages on the WBSM app. You can also send in open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And we were talking earlier this morning about the tragedy at the Bayside Lounge. And, and I don't, I don't want to overly focus on just one tragedy that happened over the weekend because there were so many. Just on Friday alone, we had... The third person passing away from that Christmas day crash, Christmas night crash in Somerset. We had the New Bedford woman who was killed in the, I believe it was a seven car crash. Ultimately, seven cars were wrecked, but, you know, two cars plowed into her car on the side of 140. And then there were other crashes that happened over the weekend. Other incidents that occurred over the weekend, but the Fairhaven story is actually getting the story about former New Bedford acting fire chief, Paul Kader, shooting at police, shooting an officer and a police officer and then being shot and killed by police. There's national outlets that are picking up that story. And Mully in Fairhaven says, the new story about the tragedy in Fairhaven reminds me of the saying, violence is as American as apple pie. And says, cannot wait to get the real story from the police and the DA if possible. And I think there are a lot of questions that still need to be answered there that I'm sure we will get answers to some. Will there be any charges forthcoming to the Bayside Lounge for over-serving? Uh, we've seen no evidence of that, but there is. there are people who are questioning why somebody could be that intoxicated. But again, what is that intoxicated? What does that mean? And how does someone's attitude and, and belligerence be enough to prove how intoxicated they were? See, when you go out and you commit a, a, a drunk driving infraction and they realize how drunk you are and you say, where was I? Well, I was at, uh, you know, Tim's bar. Then they can go back to Tim's bar. I mean, we saw this happen in the Hugh Dunn case. They can go back and look at the surveillance footage and see how long you were there for and how many drinks you were served. And and then they can charge them in that. They're, they can take the blood alcohol content of the person. I don't know if that's going to be part of this. But I think, you know, it's just speculation until that point and we really shouldn't be putting them through the ringer yet. I'm sure they feel terrible about what happened there. And I've been down there many times. Thanks to that caller who turned me on to that $15 Wednesday special. But I also feel like, yes, there is a responsibility for a place that serves alcohol, to serve alcohol responsibly to its clientele. I don't think anybody that maybe gave him one more beer than they should have, or one more drink than they should have, thought he was going to take out a gun, shoot a police officer, and then get shot and killed himself. So it's, it's a tragedy, But I think we should be waiting to point any fingers and and assign any blame to anything or to anyone. 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break and be back in a few moments. And we will take more of your phone calls coming up in just a few moments. Uh, we'll also take your app chat messages and your open line voicemails on the WBSM app. But right now, we're going to be going into the newsroom with Ariel. On the other side of that, we can talk more about what happened in Fairhaven on Friday, about the the Paul Coderre situation, if you would like to call in and chime in on that. I think a lot of folks are still in shock about that. Um, we did get a statement from Mayor Mitchell about it. It did not mention Paul Cordair by name, uh, but they did confirm at the time that it was him who was involved in that situation. Uh, There's a lot, a lot to discuss about this, a lot to still learn about this. And I'm sure it's a topic we will be dealing with for the next coming days and weeks. Uh, But right now we will go into the newsroom. We'll get all the headlines of the day. We can get your reaction to those on the other side, too, at 508-996-0500, as well as via app chat and open line on the WBSM voicemail. WBSM app. It's like a voicemail feature. See, see what happens when you don't uh, talk on the radio for a few days. You lose all ability to communicate and to know actually what you're doing. Let's go back now into the newsroom with Eric.
1: Israel will be withdrawing several thousand troops from the Gaza Strip. The IDF made the announcement Monday, noting the growing toll the nearly three-month war has taken on the Israeli economy. GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy is doubling down on claims he will withdraw from ballots in states that remove former President Trump. Speaking on Monday, Ramaswamy said that his goal was to nullify Maine and Colorado, the two states that have removed Trump from ballots. He went on to continue his call for other GOP candidates in the race still to do the same thing. A woman whose plot to kill her mother was turned into a hit Hulu miniseries is speaking out for the first time since being released from prison last week. In a video posted to TikTok, 32-year-old Gypsy Rose Blanchard thanked her followers for their support and said she has a lot of great things happening really soon. Blanchard served eight years in prison for her role in the murder of her mother, Claudine Didi Blanchard. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries has lost his father. Jeffries died Sunday at the age of 85 a statement from representative Jeffries office said that those who loved him are thankful for the full life he lived and asked for privacy at the time an effort is underway to save the declining Joshua tree forest an estimated two and a half million Joshua trees have died from wildfires in the Mojave Desert which spans across California Nevada and Arizona, and Utah. It's the only place in the world where Joshua trees grow. It's a new year, and that comes what's known as Dry January. During the month-long challenge, health officials are urging people to stop drinking alcohol or at least cut back. The research firm Morning Consult says about 90% of those taking part in Dry January do so seeking health benefits. 73% do so to save money. And fitness remains the top New Year's resolution going into 2024. According to a Forbes Health New Year's resolution survey, 48% of Americans plan to improve their fitness, making it the most popular goal. Other most common resolutions include improving finances, improving mental health, losing weight, and improving one's diet. Less popular goals include traveling more, meditating regularly, drinking less alcohol, and performing better at work. In sports, the Bruins visit the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight at Nationwide Arena. Tonight's battle is a third and final meeting between the Bruins and Blue Jackets during the regular season. The Patriots announced that tight end Matt Sokol and offensive lineman Andrew Stuber have reverted back to the practice squad. Patriots will host the New York Jets this week, and they are also projected to have the third overall pick in the 2024 draft. And after missing Sunday's victory due to Due to a right elbow sprain, the Celtics will have Drew Holiday back in the lineup when they visit the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Celtics enter tonight's contest on a six-game winning streak. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6 bundle up everybody it's cold outside
3: mostly sunny skies this morning with a sunrise of 713 sun setting at 426 temperatures will be topping out in the lower 40s for this afternoon quite seasonable under mostly sunny skies clear and cold overnight tonight in the mid 20s mid 40s for this wednesday and keeping an eye on a slight chance for some snow or rain on this thursday be sure to watch abc6 for my full seven-day forecast from the abc6 weather center i am meeting meteorologist sassy del carmen on new bedford's news talk station 1420 wbsm
1: i'm ariel dorsey for wbsm news stay up to date with new bedford's news talk station wbsm and get breaking news alerts with the wbsm app
2: So don't forget it It's just a silly face I'm going through
0: Yeah, that's 10cc. And uh, I got a great book as a Christmas gift. It is the complete album covers of Hypnosis. Hypnosis was the the company, the, the, the collective, the artists, who created so many memorable album covers in the 1970s. And uh, all the Pink Floyd covers and Led Zeppelin covers and 10cc and Wings, so many different bands. And some of the most iconic covers of all time. And this book has all of them and some of the stories behind them. And there's also a great documentary on Netflix about hypnosis, too, that you can check out. Uh, Really, really interesting to get all the the behind-the-scenes stuff behind these covers. But I find it really interesting to see how they were all made because this was at a time before Photoshop. So everything that they did, they did by taking these photos and then layering them and doing all the different things that they would do. But it's uh, it's amazing going through this. And it's a real, you know, it's like a coffee table book. You know, it's a big book that has all these photos in it and all the stories behind it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to really diving into that. Check it out if you are a fan of album cover art. 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Shawnine. Did you go on your
3: train ride by yourself? I did go by myself, yep.
0: How many hours was it? Two hours.
3: Oh, wow. I used to go to Eaterville every year when I was young, you know, just a kid. And I took my son when he was young. But it's all different now, right?
0: Yeah, it is. They use a shorter route on the trains. But this was th- this ride took you down some of the old original route. They just They're in the process of trying to restore all of that but they just haven't gotten to all of it yet. They've gotten a good amount of it done. Uh, But this was, you know, a very special experience that, you know, wasn't for everybody. And I couldn't really find anybody that wanted to go. They're like, oh, two hours. I'm like, but you're going to stop. And uh, so, you know, we didn't really spend two hours sitting on the train the whole time. The most we spent was maybe, you know, 25 minutes and then you would get off and then get back on after 10 or 15 minutes and so you know you were getting up and down so it wasn't like you were stuck sitting the whole time is it it
3: still lit up
0: down there you know Uh, for christmas it it is yeah by by the time i left they were just starting to turn the lights on it was just starting to get dark um but it was uh you know the same same festival of lights that they have and in fact the plan is to only open at christmas time for the festival of lights and then have special events throughout the year. So they'll do their Christmas in July, where they're open for like a week or a couple of weeks in July. They'll do some other special things that'll be like one day only or weekend only events. So that's the the, the focus of the park going forward. They're not they're not going to go back to a schedule where like they're open every weekend in the in the summertime, like in the old days.
3: I used to love trains when I was little too, and it's funny for a girl to like trains, but I wasn't I was fascinated with them. So, you know they have one around the Christmas tree that went around
0: too, mm. and you know in the um in the old well it's it's the museum building now, but they used to have the gift shop that was in the museum building. Now they have. Uh, in that little spot, there's some model railroad enthusiasts who set up some of those trains, you know, like the, and I don't know all the different scales of model railroads, but they have all the different scales, and it's just, it's amazing to see the stuff that they have in there, and, and it's, you know, just included with the park and mission. you get to walk in and, and take a look at all of that.
3: Now I'm not so much, you know, um, a, a, a crazy over them, but I when this train gets moving, I'd like to get on it more, you know, often. The one that's coming, supposed to be in the spring,
0: right? Uh, Yeah, they're saying probably about another six months from now, so maybe closer to June.
3: I hope so. I hope it's true. Anyway, I wanted to make a comment on the Bayside thing. I used to hang around there years ago, and um, when Jay owned it, the first original owner, and it was really, really clean and really, really... He was fussy. And he was... um, um, It wasn't very crowded all the time, but it was... um, I'll tell you, it was Immaculate. And then he sold it to, I think, I believe he sold it to Leo Trembley. And then Leo sold it to, I don't know if it was this guy. I feel bad for the guy, though. He was just starting to make it. But I don't understand the whole thing. I didn't read your story, but um, I saw it on um, the phone, social media, right? Mm-hmm. And... um did he go in there with friends or did he go in there alone and was talking with friends? Was that guy from a cushion his friend?
0: No, that was it's one of the, the cops talk? that responded to the scene. So from, from the way that it was described to us, um, uh, when I was down there and again, I didn't stick around till, till the DA came out because he didn't come out till I think after 10. Um, so I, I couldn't, I'd been up since 4am. So I, I ended up going home. Um, but, From what I was hearing down there, what had happened was he did go in. He was with some other people. I don't know if he went there with them or if he was just sitting with them, but he was sitting with other people. He got into an altercation inside with somebody, and that spilled out into the parking lot, and that's when things got out of control. And then the officer who was shot was one of the responding officers because when the Fairhaven police went down there to handle the situation, you know, the report was that he had a gun, but he hadn't yet taken it out. So, Fairhaven police went down, and also a uh, Cushnet police and Mattapoisit police responded as well. So, they had officers from multiple multiple communities out there, you know, trying to de escalate the situation. They fired, they fired, um, uh, they tried there a taser on him. They tried one of those things that's like a net that shoots out, but that missed him. And then they tried uh, utilizing uh, beanbag rounds too, and none of that stopped him. Well, how
3: come um, they had to shoot six times and not
0: just? i thought it was shoot to maim not to kill i i don't know they the the da's office said you know they'll they'll have more details on that
3: and um you know it's hard to prove that about the drinking because he could have been at other places before well, he, he stopped yeah he, he had been, been he had been there since,
0: since about noon so he had been there about you know almost almost five hours four and a half hours when this went down
3: oh wow but you know what? Um, they he could have drank at home. He could have went somewhere else before there. You know what I'm saying? You don't mm-hmm. know.
0: Yeah. He he could have had, had a could have had a a flask, and he was drinking in the bathroom.
3: And who knows inside the place if they're going to tell the truth? You know what I mean? And then um, I, I I've never seen cameras in Bayside, so I don't know if they have them now. So do well, you know um, if they have them I, around I the building?
0: I don't know if they do, but I'm sure that they do.
3: Not inside, I don't think so. I'm not I think sure I, I uh, think every
0: business pretty much does now. there's first of all, they're so easy and affordable to get. you know it's not like the old days we had to pay a thousand dollars a month for some you know uh, security company. You can go out and buy a hundred dollar camera and just plug that in and and watch it from your phone. So I think most businesses, especially ones that deal in cash like that, prob- and and certainly one that has alcohol, is is something that you know you want to make sure you're not. Nothing against the staff, but you know, an owner of a place wants to make sure the staff isn't giving away drinks or drinking themselves. So they're going to install cameras and keep an eye on things. I'm I'm sure they but have I, some sort of surveillance.
3: I heard something that it has to be called. Co- it's called grossly intoxicated, and when it, when it comes into the law, but you know what. um, like I said, that's gonna be hard. That's that's a real mess going on. But if if one if they can sue him, then they got the. How about um, him shooting the officer? The, his wife can get sued, right?
0: Um, I don't know. I I don't know how much they'll they'll pursue that.
3: But I mean, it's a big mess now because it could be it could be going all different ways. Yeah, if you think we'll, about it.
0: We'll have to wait for updates on it. Hopefully, we get something uh, today or tomorrow to give us a little bit more clarity.
3: I didn't hear, I didn't see nothing and I uh, hear nothing about him is right. They didn't make any comments on him. They made a comment on the um officer that we covered.
0: Uh DA Quinn did say a little bit about him uh on Friday night, but I, I haven't heard too much more since then. There is the report in New Bedford Light where they say that uh he reportedly made some comments that um you know, made them think that maybe he was looking for suicide by cop. But I, I don't I don't know that for sure. That's just what they're reporting.
3: Yeah, I heard that on your station um, on Ken Pittman's show. Somebody called in and said they heard him screaming that.
0: Yeah, well.
3: So they were At the restaurant across the street.
0: Well, I would take that with a grain of salt, though, because, again, unconfirmed reports. So,
3: Did he leave children behind?
0: Uh, he did have some children. They're, they're older, but, yes, he did have some children and some stepchildren. He had two daughters, I believe, and two stepsons.
3: Oh, that's too bad.
0: All right, Ken. All right, thank you. You have a good day. Happy New Year to you Bye. as well. Bye. And uh, let's take a quick call here before I gotta take a break. Good morning. You're next, Lamone. boy boy? What's going on?
2: Uh, just living and loving. I got a few things I'd like to say to you. I got about
0: three it. minutes, so
2: oh, fire away. Oh, I'll I'll try to be brief. So, all right. You know, um, you know how uh I talked about how like like Tom Brady. He, you know, he he's part owner of the of the LA of the Las Vegas Raiders now. Yeah, and if now you know that they just the Raiders just lost yesterday so um, yeah Sunday so if they would have won so they're right now they're seven and nine and so if they would have won with eight and eight they would they would have been pretty much maybe a shoe-in for the playoffs so but what's going to happen is since he's not going to do it now he's going to he's talking about coming back for the next season, doing the, doing the play, you know, offseason, coming back. And like I told you already, he has 12, miles, 12 yards longer on his throw. Remember I told you that? Mm-hmm. And, and so he's talking about coming back. And so I'm hoping if you guys really appreciate the things that Bill Belichick did for you guys up there, he, everybody will give him love instead of booing him and stuff like they've been doing, you know, out there. It's not him on playing on the field. It's the players that are playing that aren't, aren't making the plays. And so that that they should that would be something that he Bill Belichick might even be coaching here. But you know, um, uh, J- uh, Josh McDaniel, he was coach. He was you guys uh, offensive coach there in in in, uh, in New England for a while. You remember that? And well,
0: so yeah. you, you but know, so I think that. I think the I think the Raiders are going to keep Antonio Pierce though, aren't they?
2: There's, all, there's, there's a, the possibility of that, so I'm thinking it depends on how you guys treat Belichick if he's going to go or stay. I'm thinking, uh, you know, regardless, uh, Tom Brady will be will be un, should be under center next year here in Los Vegas. you know, since uh, since Jimmy G didn't work out, you know, that didn't work out at all. I think they should kept Derek Derek Carr, but that's just my opinion, and which I'm usually correct. So one thing I'd like to do, I'd like to give. Everybody' something good to, to start their year off, give them a good, uh, a good a- inspiration, to give them a good affirmation for the day. And this is something like, I like I'm going to do this every year. I'll give, each, give you guys a different one every year. So this, the affirmation is is say la vie, It's life." the song about you guys know play the song by Robbie Neville,' uh-huh. that song right there, and that right there. That this, that's life. So, you no know, things happen. Oh, that's why say la vie. You know, it's like it could be. You know, people say, oh, they think he's a, he's all up and that because he's using French. Well, that's good. Let them think you're all uppity. That's good. It's even more fun than that. Like I said, say la vie.
0: And what's that mean? You know what that means to me? Uh, say la vie. That that's life. That's
2: right. Yep. You go, feller. And so that's the way it is. And so and I think that'd be a great thing for people to put that in their, in their daily uh, affirmation, their daily vocabulary every day for this year. This is, this, this, is your, this is everybody's affirmation to make life, the world a lot better. So I'm hoping all you listeners out there listen to me and, and be more than happy to do it because it can't hurt. That's a and good like said, point. It, What's it, it going to hurt you work? to try it? Right. It, it, exactly. And so one other thing is like, all right. I, I had some friends, you know, about the earthquake that happened in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. I had some friends that, uh, their, 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 uh, brothers are like the, like coast guards out there that they, they crashed on the airplane that was just wrecked up there on the, on the tarmac out there. So I'm hoping to hear from them, but that's terrible. You know, like last year when I was talking to a friend from up in, uh, talking to her, she was like, um. In uh, in like uh, I, I, uh, Afghanistan, when that place, when that uh, earthquake happened out there, and it was shaking and stuff like that, and I was talking to this person when they started shaking in. and I was like, what the heck? And so that's two, that's two of them in the year, two two times less than a year time. That's crazy. But also, one other thing, the song you were playing earlier. I was seeing that phone literally when I was dialing your number to call you this, this morning, and so and one other thing, you were talking about how you had had a bunch of unanswered phone calls on your your landline. Yes. Remember, you've come with it. Well, sorry. Maybe 20 of those might have been me calling. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody has
0: that number. Nobody knows. It was just it was just telemarketers. All right, I got to hold you there, Lamone. Okay. Happy New okay. Year to you. And, and tell Sister Skitty, I said, like Shaky Play, girl. Oh, she's listening. She's listening. All, All right. I, you have a okay. good day. Are you going to be there tomorrow? Uh, yes, I'll be here tomorrow. I'll be off Thursday.
2: Thursday. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I wish you, we'll put our picture you in your prayers for your surgery, even though it's gender realistic. Re- it's not
0: gender recertification, though. <laughs> no. All right, Dad, Dad lied to me. You you yeah, he did. All right. You have a good day, Lamont. I gotta take this break. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. Say if you're looking for a great deal on some great breakfast, well, look no further than going over to deal.com because right now we still have some gift certificates available to just another phoenix restaurant. You can get fifty dollars in certificates at just another phoenix for just $25 at seize the deal.com and that will go a long way at Just Another Phoenix restaurant because they have affordable prices there. When we talked with Lisa when we were there broadcasting last Thursday, we talked about how she's trying to keep the prices as affordable as possible so that people can go out and enjoy breakfast with a loved one so they can go out and bring the family out for breakfast and not break the bank. And that's what they're all about at Just Another Phoenix. Good quality, unique, delicious food, At an affordable price. So, head on over there today and have yourself some breakfast. It is Tuesday, which means seniors get free coffee with their breakfast. And also, keep in mind... They have delicious specials all the time. They put their weekend specials up on Facebook, but you never know what they're going to have each day when you go in there. So it's worth stopping in or if you can't spend time going in to have breakfast, going to the drive-thru and getting something delicious. It's not like a regular breakfast drive-thru where you can only get like a bagel or a donut or a sandwich or something. You can get everything they offer on the menu through their drive-thru window, pancakes, French toast, omelets. It's all available there. They like to make it easy. They like to make it delicious. They like to make it fun. Just another Phoenix, Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. Check them out. And you know what? If you go over there, maybe they still have some Boston cream stuffed French toast, right? All right, I got to take one more break. We'll be right back. <laughs> And welcome back in. There's the song that caused some controversy over the weekend because it's part of Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, right? It's still Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, even though Ryan Seacrest hosts it now. Uh, Green Day performed, and they performed that song, American Idiot, and they changed the lyrics, I'm not part of a redneck agenda, and instead saying I'm not part of the MAGA agenda. And this is something that they had done before. They had changed the lyrics to that before, but all of a sudden people are like bashing Green Day and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that Green Day decided to become political. When that album is about to celebrate its 20th anniversary, American Idiot. And it was political at the time. In fact, it's the whole album is is a about an anti-hero, anti-war, 9-11, you know, Iraq war-era person, and it bashes. The way that the country was at the time. It bashes George Bush, who was the president at the time. So they just shifted the lyrics to be from about George Bush and and, and the George Bush GOP era to being about Donald Trump and the MAG era. And people are like losing their minds over it. It's like, were you not paying attention 20 years ago? I saw friends being like, well, I'm taking Green Day off all my playlists. Okay. Why? Why didn't you do that before? Then, if you didn't like them getting political, I I just don't think people were paying attention before. They've been making it, this lyric for a number of years now. They've been they've been rallying against Donald Trump and making comments against him at their shows. Now this 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 is this is what pushed you over the top. Also, they said they don't want to be part of the MAGA agenda. That's that's neither do I. Neither do people who voted for Joe Biden Neither, or, or just didn't vote for Donald Trump. Like, what, what's so, what's so uh, heinous about saying that? Anyway, all right, well, we're going to take a break here. When we come back after the news, Jack's blank. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts